welcome to Auntie B's Advice, everything you need to know about sex, love, and life. This is your Auntie B, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about moving on. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So, have you ever had a bad breakup? Something that just fucked with your head? You thought maybe you were in love. You thought that this person was, you know, in air quotes, the one. And then came to realize pretty quickly that you were definitely wrong. Well, I have. And when it's happened, and it's happened a few times in my lifetime, I have found that I kind of go through a grieving process. I have to mourn the loss of losing somebody that I cared about. I have to reset my thinking of that person in terms of, can we still be friends? Can we still have a relationship that does not involve being intimate or naked in each other's beds? It's a difficult thing and it can be very confusing. Sometimes, and this has happened to me, more times than I'd like to admit, we get lost in another person. And the pieces of ourselves that we truly love and that we truly enjoy get put aside. Not because we're consciously doing it, but because we're taking on the mannerisms and habits of the person that we're with. And perhaps there are things that, well, you're okay with, they are not. And because you care about them, you want to be pleasing And so little by little, you start to chip away at the core of who you truly are. Here's what happens. We meet somebody and most people, not everyone, but most people wear a mask in the beginning. They are the reflection of everything that you need them to be in that moment. So they like the same books. They like the same music. They like the same movies that you do. It's, it's common. We, we do it. We don't even realize we're doing it. It's called confirmation bias. We look for things that fit with our own beliefs. And sometimes in order to fit with those beliefs, we ignore the flags that are staring us right in the face. Maybe you are just so physically attracted to somebody you have such great chemistry with them sexually that you were willing to overlook personality traits that you wouldn't otherwise accept because sex is fun (laughs) and it is appealing and it makes you, well, to be honest, kind of stupid sometimes. I have fallen in lust probably more often than I've fallen in love. I can honestly say I've probably only fallen truly in love twice. Now, have I used that word? Oh, hell yes. I've used it a few times because in the moment it felt like love. In the moment, being with that person felt safe. Being with that person felt good. It felt right. So yeah, that word gets tossed around. And when they are saying it back, you, your brain goes, okay, this works. We, we click, you know, they love me. I love them. This is great. 
then reality sets in. See, here's the thing about lust. Your brain goes through a chemical change that is the exact same, how do I say this? It is exactly the same as when you take a drug for the first time. You are literally getting high. The first time you kiss a person, you are releasing chemicals in your saliva that are meant to help bond and keep you with a partner. Your pleasure center of your brain, the dopam- your, where the dopamine is, is suddenly ignited and you become almost, I guess drugged is the best word for it. And I know you know what I'm saying by this. You can't get enough of kissing them. You can't get enough of touching them. You can't get enough of seeing them or talking to them. They invade your thoughts. All of a sudden, it's hard to focus on work. It's hard to focus on dinner even because you are, in, in essence, slightly obsessed in that very beginning phases. Now, here's the thing. When that goes away, because it does, because your brain can't sustain that level of excitement and constant rush of dopamine all the time, that's when reality starts to set in. So the things that you may have ignored in the beginning now become glaringly obvious. Maybe you really don't have as much in common as you thought. Maybe there are things about this person that really just do not gel with your core beliefs or values. But sex is powerful. Sex is something that draws us together and sometimes keeps us together way longer than we should be. So what happens when we break up? It's very much like a death in a way. You do go through those stages of grief. You go through sadness and you go through pain and you go through anger and you go through finally, hopefully, acceptance. And yes, I do know I've forgotten one of them and it's totally okay. The point that I'm making is that you go through these phases. Now, Hopefully, what will happen is at the end of these phases, when you get to that last one, when you get to acceptance, you are able to look back at that relationship with a perspective that is not filled with resentment, that is not filled with anger, but is filled with the idea that it didn't work out, but there were lessons that I learned and memories that I made, and I can be okay with that. I'll be honest, I'm friends with virtually every ex I've ever had. I am somebody that has always separated sex from friendship. The two for me aren't really mutually exclusive. I can be somebody's friend even if they've been in my bed. That's a difficult thing for a lot of people to do simply because we live in a world that ties all of those things together and says that, well, if you're not sleeping together and you're not in love with each other, then you really shouldn't be friends. For example, my ex-husband comes over at Christmas dinner. He's brought his girlfriend. We all sit around the table. We enjoy each other's company. In part because I don't have to walk on his eggshells anymore. He doesn't have to walk on mine. We stayed together way longer than we should have. We were not compatible, but we were raising kids and we thought that because we had made that commitment to be married, that we had to stick it out no matter how miserable we were making each other. I've learned since then that it is better to be alone 
and be yourself than to be with the wrong person and be a ghost of who you're supposed to be. So moving on isn't necessarily forgetting why you're with somebody. It's not necessarily writing that person off. It's not even about staying pissed off for the rest of your life. The truth is, if you do that, the only person you hurt is you. You have to find a way to be okay with the fact that what you had in the moment was good until it wasn't. And then you have to figure out how you can move forward with a healthy perspective about it. There is this idea that when we separate from somebody, we should hate them. We should play the blame game. Friends pick sides. People all of a sudden have horrible things to say about a person that maybe two weeks ago they were sitting at the dinner table with. It's natural because we see somebody in pain and we want to make them feel better. So we immediately start finding the flaws and picking out the things that maybe we always thought were wrong and we didn't voice. In the end though, we're not really helping that person to heal. What we're doing is helping them to stay in a very negative place. We're helping them to justify why they're angry, why they're sad. Breakups aren't easy. And I know for me personally, because I do have post-traumatic stress, being with the wrong person is a trigger like nothing else. It can take me back into a very, very bad place. It can make me insecure. It can make me feel lonely and go back to being that scared, timid little girl who loses her voice. So I've had to really fight very hard in my life to find people that lift me up, not put me down. People that will give me their time, not ignore me. People that will share in my joys and grieve in my sorrows and who will be there when I need them the most. Because ultimately, folks, that's what love or the meaning of that word is all about. It's not about getting naked in somebody's bed. That's fun. But quite frankly, I can go to a nightclub tonight and take somebody home and do that with a stranger and think nothing of it. Love means I'm going to be there with you when it's really hard. I'm going to be there with you when you're crying. And I'm not going to try to fix you. I'm just going to hold you. I'm going to be there with you when you're laughing, and I'm going to laugh right alongside you. I'm going to celebrate in your highs, and I'm going to mourn in your lows, and no matter what happens, I'm going to be by your side. That's love. If you don't have that with somebody, you're with the wrong person. The right person elevates you. They don't diminish you. The right person cherishes you. And the right person says, you do not have to wear that mask. You can be perfectly imperfect and I will love you still. So if you're going through a breakup, understand this. Pain is temporary and you can fill the cracks that are left by that pain with moments. You can seal those holes with joy. You can go out there, find yourself again, and 
the next time you're ready to date, the next time that you are ready to meet somebody, remove your mask. Be who you are. Yes, there's a chance that they may not like your genuine self. But if they don't, they're not right for you. Just some things to think about tonight. I've had a few friends recently going through divorces and some really heavy stuff, and it's been on my mind. Breakups do not mean the end of a life. Maybe it's the end of a life together, but it's not the end of yours. And if you get the perspective that you need, if you are willing to see it for what it was, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to make memories with somebody that in that moment you really cared for, then breakups really aren't that hard. Just some things to think about tonight as you go into your weekend. Stay tuned and another episode will be coming soon, I'm sure. Have a great one, guys. Bye.